Welcome, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 71 of the Premier Pod. I'm your host, Yashbika, joined by my co-host, Tyler Chan. In this episode, we have our special guest host, um, someone that we have been anticipating and hyping up since last week's episode. So obviously, check out last week's um, uh, Q&A episode if you were wanting to know what was uh, what we're talking about. But we are joined today by Cho. Tyler, can you uh, let the viewers in on who Cho is? I know he's one of your longtime friends, so Tyler, take it away. All right. Thanks, Josh. So Cho, he is Sunghyun Cho from UGA, another UGA grad who is also now a technology consultant like me. But we met actually in some of our early uh, classes where we take MIS classes, things like that. And we would be always in the back row of some class just watching soccer, something like that on those buff streams from reddit when they still were a thing we'd always find a way to watch soccer in that kind of way and that's how we bonded but cho has been a longtime supporter of arsenal and we wanted to bring him in to kind of get his take on certain questions and also his experience going to europe because he's also now one of these I guess not wanderers but just people who likes to go to europe at least once a year now if i'm correct to watch an arsenal game or just see any kind of stadium but we'll go into that a little later but cho welcome to podcast thanks for having me guys <laughs> <laughs> so i want to ask like a good intro question i think that'll like help start us off so i mentioned you're an arsenal supporter but how long have you been an arsenal supporter how did you really get into the premier league and all this yeah so um i got into arsenal in, in a very convoluted way actually so the first ever Premier League game that I ever watched on TV was uh, Sunderland Tottenham, um, oddly enough, and and for some reason, um, I was I was supporting Sunderland to to either tie <laughs> or or win, um, given the fact that the commentators throughout the game uh, was just telling us, hey, like uh, Sunderland are the underdogs, they're they're gonna need all the points that they can get to somehow survive in the Premier League. So I was rooting for Sunderland, and and thank God, like that was the end of my Sunderland fandom because, <laughs> um, at the at the end of the game, I was just like, man, like like who who are these like Tottenham Hotspur, you know? And then like, who who are their rivals? Because I I want to make sure that that they're you know they they become underdogs in whatever match like they go into just just because like just because of the fact that they were trying to bully Sunderland, um, and so. <laughs> When I looked into like the Wikipedia page and found out that um, Arsenal were their number one rivals, uh, that's when I knew like, hey, I gotta I gotta support Arsenal just to spite people that that support Tottenham. Um, and then when I when I started watching, I think um, the midfield trio of of Thomas Rosicky, um, Cesc Fabregas, and and Samir Nasri, I think I think those three were the ones uh, that really inspired me to to be invested in the game and, and Arsenal in general. Dang. So your, your love for Arsenal was founded for, from a spite and hatred of Tottenham. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a, it's a weird origin story for sure. But um, uh, it was really interesting because um, you know, you know, that Netflix documentary called Sunderland till I die. I, I yes, really yes. I'm watching that. it right now. I'm watching <laughs> it right now. <laughs> and it's so great. And and just the fact that, like, I could have been one of them if I was just like, hey, I'm, I'm going to continue supporting Sunderland. I'm very thankful for that. 
<laughs> Holy cow. How are you even going to watch the games at this point? <laughs> As a Sunderland fan, League One <laughs> TV. ESPN even... Plus. You need ESPN Plus at that point. Do they even put that on, on TV? <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> so. Um, they, they, they stream it live, so worst case scenario, you know, I can just watch it on my laptop. Like... <laughs> that doesn't sound too fun right now. <laughs> I actually do have a Sunderland jersey. I got it from like an away days kit, which this is something that Cho kind of showed me. But for those listeners who don't know what away days is, this is not a sponsored plug, by the way, but I do like (laughs) the company. But it's a it's a kind of program, not program, but like a company where you submit like 25 bucks and then they'll ship you a random jersey from Europe. So you can get anything from well, I got Sunderland and I got I got a second one in those Middlesbrough, and I believe Yush and Cho both did it. What what jerseys did you guys get randomly? Uh, actually, I did not end up doing it for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> but oh I my! But uh, Cho, what you end up getting? I ended up getting a Norwich uh, jersey for my roommate junior year. So that was really interesting. Um, you guys all got Premier, former Premier League teams or current mm-hmm. Premier League team too. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I think it's interesting how they send you a Sunderland jersey and then like send in like a, a, a local town rival, you know, a rival mm-hmm. in, in Middlesbrough. I, I Where they just like, hmm, I wonder like what this American will do, you know, <laughs> or either one. I use I wear both of them just to work out now. <laughs> and I was like, low key, I was thinking, I was like, all right, I'm just gonna get I hopefully get a jersey from a different country than England because then I can be a supporter of like some random league in say Norway or Netherlands or you know, it's kind of like the smaller leagues that aren't as, you know, televised. And I was like, all right, maybe this can be a way in. But then I just kept getting England ones. I'm like, oh man, <laughs> I'm a Liverpool. I'm a Liverpool fan, so it's it wasn't as easy to get into Sunderland and Middlesbrough. And Middlesbrough, whenever they're in the Premier League, it was so boring to watch. I was like, geez. Yeah. <laughs> so, thank goodness I got relegated. <laughs> but, oh man, but that is a uh, that's an interesting story because um, dang, that is like FIFA 11 throwback team right there mm-hmm. with the uh, Fabregas, Nazari, and Rosicky. That's pretty cool because um. It's funny you've spoken like a true gunner uh, to get become a fan of Arsenal in spite of Tottenham. <laughs> <laughs> but um, that kind of leads me into my um, my question. So obviously we know in Europe, like I, I like Tyler and I both envision like I, when I go to Europe, my first thing I want to do is like see a game at Old Trafford, and probably for him, he wants to see a game at Anfield. However, for a guy that's been there for a, cu- a couple times, what are some low key games? that people should probably go to that aren't, you know, your typical Premier League, like Tottenham, Arsenal, Chelsea, you know, like those big mega clubs that people normally go to in England. What are some low-key matches, like maybe in League One, Championship, or anything like that, that people should hit up whenever they're there? Oh, wow. We're, we're starting off with the uh, the big questions, <laughs> right? Oh, wow. Um, so one one game that that I really wanted to to go but wasn't able to because of scheduling issues, but I've been I've been told this is like a great time is if you go to London, um I've been recommended go to go to Craven Cottage, which is oh, uh, nice. Fulham, Fulham Stadium. Fulham. Yeah. yeah. From what I've been told, it's like a very nice stadium, very friendly. Um, definitely recommend. Um, but I think even even below your League One, League Two, I really enjoyed like going to like a Sunday league game. I just thought it was, it's like the most 
shithousery thing that you can think of. <laughs> um, in that, like, you'll, you'll see, like, bone-crunching tackles. Like, you'll, you'll see people arguing with the refs. Like, you see a bunch of people that are, like, hungover and, like, still playing. I just think <laughs> Sunday League is, is the most interesting thing. And I wish that was, like, a thing here in Atlanta or, or just, like, the U.S. in general. Because you don't see a lot of, like, pickup games or, like, Sunday League games, per se. So I think it's, like, one of those things, like... Where you go, you know, you have a you have a fun like two hours or so with your friends, um, and you know, and then like I I know for a fact that like a lot of players like after the game like they would go to the the bar and then just like have drinks. It was just like what the heck, <laughs> yeah. Oh my, that's pretty cool. That's pretty I remember cool. asking you though. It's is it something that you'd want to try going to while I, you're I, in England? I, I, I would never want to play in at yeah. least at least in at least in in the UK I'd never want to play in a Sunday league like I've been told of too many horror stories where like one tackle goes wrong and then like you're permanently injured and and, oh and I don't God. want to risk that you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah I heard from another friend that went to England he was saying he's like dude I've seen these Sunday league games some of these tackles it's like they're try- this is like this is their life. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, they think, they think it's them. the world cup final and it's just I like know. no it's a sunday league game <laughs> it's like i gotta go to work tomorrow <laughs> it's like you might lose your leg it's not worth it i'm like oh my gosh what is a field is it just like a bunch of like a random patches of grass too like when you're on the field for these sunday league games yeah it's just like it's just like reed quad but like in England, <laughs> like basically the same thing but with a lot more people outside Oh I like my how gosh. Reed Quad is like a staple. <laughs> Our listeners know. It's the bar. It's the bar. They know it's a patch of grass outside of Sanford Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh man. That's that's pretty funny Sunday League games. Sunday League games. So if you're ever in England, go to a Sunday League game or Fulham. But actually <laughs> leads me to a segue question that I think this will be a good meat to something that I know Cho wanted to, to talk about, but Whenever you do want to go to some of these games, like a Fulham game, when you buy, want to buy a ticket or just want to like see a game, scheduling I know is kind of different and everything like that. But how do you even buy a ticket? Because I know in America, all you have to do to buy a ticket to say like an Atlanta United game, all you have to do is just go on SeatGeek or Ticketmaster, StubHub, and StubHub. like the list goes on. And then you can just, or even like Facebook, <laughs> you can yeah. find like that Atlanta United ticket fan page where people are just giving out their season ticket games, things like that. And then you can just buy them off people and you just go to that seat that you buy. But apparently in England is not the same. Is that right, Joe? You would be correct. Um, so I think um I think every club has a different um policy on on how you buy tickets. Um I know with with at least Liverpool and Arsenal, the the two clubs that like I've wanted to go see for a long time, um they 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 require like a lot of hoops to jump through um and it's not it's not the cheapest thing in the world i i honestly think like sometimes like i wish i could just buy my tickets off of like Ticketmaster or like seagate um but um so for example with arsenal what you have to do is you have to um you have two ways as as an american so one way is to um go what your traditional arsenal fan would do which is getting a red membership and that costs 35 pound per season and so um 
that's why it's like recommended that you go as often as possible because like you have to renew your membership and it's like paying $45 just to go see one game isn't really worth it um because you know like what what else are you going to you know go back so like i i try to go as often as i possibly can but like i've only gone twice so um mm-hmm. that point is muted but um <laughs> so so what you do is a you you get a membership with your club and so usually that costs about 45 to 50 dollars before you even buy your ticket and then um after that especially with a lot of us supporting a big team like liverpool or or arsenal what will happen then is um these clubs will go ahead and um these clubs will go ahead and categorize the games into like a b or c so like your a games are like your big games like manchester united man city um for liverpool it'd be like the everton game um for arsenal it'd be like tottenham chelsea etc etc and so mm-hmm. what will happen then is um, you have members who have been who have been with the club for at least 20 years. And so they get first Jeez. pick. Um, and then with Arsenal, at least um, red members are um, allocated 3,500 tickets per game. And and you can buy them a month before um, the game happens. So that's when the mad rush happens. Like everyone will be in the queue waiting for the ticket to open up and so what will happen is like everyone just scrambles and and tries to get a ticket um and if you don't get a ticket like you're like oh man like i'm out of luck and you want to look at like say like Ticketmaster. i highly recommend not doing that and the reason being is that um every club has a has a ticket exchange website as well within their overall ticket um ticket purchasing process where like say say you're a season ticket holder but you have like a wedding coming up and like you can't go so what you'll do is you'll either sell it to a friend or you'll put it up on the ticket exchange um and you can go ahead and sell your tickets that way so that you don't have to pay for your ticket um and so uh i when i went this previous time um i was unable to get a ticket originally um through the red membership for the west ham game and so what i did was i went ahead and looked around um on ticket exchange and was able to find a ticket and they're all like face value so it's not like you're paying out of the wazoo on resale on top of your membership so i think it's like one of those things that like make it somewhat easy but it's also frustrating because if you can't find the section that you want so for example say you're going to anfield and and you want to you know sit with a lot of the supporters in in the cop and um you know like those tickets are going to go out fast and so Mm -hmm. you you want to be on the lookout um i think like for for me at least with the emirates like there are no bad seats in that like anywhere you sit whether it be um the top of the stadium or like the first row you'll be able to get a really good view of the game and so um like at least with arsenal it was great in that like i was able to get a face value ticket through the ticket exchange um but wasn't really so fortunate in like paying the red membership for like a game but thankfully, like, I also got the red membership package, which was, like, an, another, like, $10. But, like, I was able to get, like, a, a club membership card and then a club, like, membership scarf that they handed out for, like, their red members this season. Oh, so you got, like, an Arsenal card. And is this something you carry around? Is, yeah. Because I know my one of my other friends, he has a Manchester United membership card. And he just showed, he showed me. He's like, do you look at this? Manchester United membership card. It's like it's legit. It's like a credit card looking 
not a credit card per se with like numbers and stuff, but it's just, it's like a card he just keeps in his wallet all the time. Yeah, yeah, I, I have the same card, but for Arsenal, but but the trick is like, if you go in, if you go up to the ticket office, like the day before the game, um, you can go ahead and say, hey, I haven't gotten my membership card or like you lost your membership card. Can I go ahead and get that ticket printed? And they'll go ahead and print out your ticket for you. Ooh. So like, yeah, I, I think it's like, I I was so shocked because like, I thought like, since I didn't have my membership card, like when I was going over there, like they would just charge me, but like they were able to print out my ticket for free. And so I have a copy of the West Ham game ticket um on nice. me. Oh, that's sick. (laughs) Yeah, I I, I think it's like one of those like memorabilia that like you don't forget about. So yeah, exactly. And oh, yeah, yes, you go. I was going to say, so I know you mentioned um, sitting with the supporters and all that. But let I have another friend who actually went to England and he's been to a good amount of Premier League games, too. um, And he was kind of hinting at because he's also an Arsenal fan and he bought like the membership card thing um, as well. But he was mentioning that it's sometimes easier um if you want to let's say if like arsenal is playing like a different team like let's say watford or something it's sometimes easier just to buy like the watford like home you know membership card and try to get a ticket that way rather than trying to get it through arsenal way in terms of getting like an away seat is it sometimes get harder to get like an away um seat let's say if you're applying as an arsenal fan rather than just getting like a random home ticket if you're a watford fan or something like that yeah, I, I would actually agree with him on that. Um, so the way that away ticket works in England is dependent on how long you've been a season ticket holder, as well mm. as like how many games you've been to, especially away games. And so a lot of the people that go to go to away games are, are typically fans who've had their season tickets for at least 15 years, um, or like they've had their ticket passed down like for generations. Um, Jeez. Oh my gosh. And, <laughs> so and like you're seems- saying like, if you're a new fan, like there's just no way you're going to get an away ticket if you're a big club supporter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So um, that's exactly what happened with me. So my first ever Premier League game was actually at Wembley um, wow. with Tottenham and Arsenal. And, and I ended up paying, I think, like $400 on, on retail on Ticketmaster for the away away like section. Since you know, like you don't you don't want to be sitting with the home fans if you're yeah if you're an away team supporter <laughs> because um especially with like big rival games like they won't let you and they'll actually kick you out of the the oh wow yeah it's it's insane so I was like I gotta make sure like I'm with the away section even though it's going to cost me um that's the, crazy the good thing about like being being an actual supporter and getting away tickets is that they capped it to thirty pounds which is about thirty seven dollars which is great if you're an away supporter. Um, and so I, I just felt really ripped off because someone was selling their $40 ticket to the Tottenham Arsenal game for $400 and making like a 10 time profit off of me. Jeez. That's insane. So I, um, so how was he, how was he able to put it on resale? Cause I thought you said that the, um, the club had to put it, um, if you if you can't go to the game, you have to put it on like the club like ticket exchange website. How is he able to just like resell it like that? So they they also printed out their ticket and and oh, sent it to okay. me. But oh, um, gotcha. gotcha. The the thing with resale is that it's illegal in the UK, but people do oh. it anyway. And so you want to make sure. Um, and and I guess like this brings up another facet that <laughs> that I forgot to mention. Um, but with like American fans, like you're able to go through at least with big clubs like go through the American supporters club, like in the, in the U S and then get a ticket that way. But you're limited to like a section that like the, like the, like the Liverpool U S 
fans get or like the Arsenal <laughs> US fans get. And so it it's about like your choice. It's like, do you want to sit with people from the US and enjoy the game together? Or do you want to sit people that are typically season ticket holders or like regular match going members? So mm. it, it all depends on your preference. Um, I I prefer the fact that like I'm sitting with like the actual home fans, even though I feel a little alienated and they know that I'm from the US judging by my <laughs> judging by my accent and and the fact that like i'm not willing to to like join in on some of the chants so mm. <laughs> how friendly were they sorry to hog up all the question how friendly were the were the fans knowing that you were not you know a native you know england like you were from the usa like how how friendly were they Oh, extremely friendly. It's it, it's not like they're they're going to be like, oh man, this Americans here. We're we're gonna make fun of him. I mean, as long as as long as I think I think, in my opinion, as long as you show that you know what's going on, but like you don't mm. really comment on the local stuff. Um, okay. I think that's what makes a difference between like a like a. A local supporter and someone who's, from around the world, you know. So so for example, like uh when. Arsenal was going through a lot of like rebuilding the stadium. Like it, it just didn't feel right personally for me to go ahead and be like, Oh yeah, I think like Arsenal should be doing this, you know, cause I'm not a local resident there. So like, I'm not affected by what the club does outside of the game. So I think in terms of like what's going on in the, in the game, like I will be able to have like an equal say, but like what the club does outside, like in the community, I'm just like, yeah, like I know about it, but like, I can't comment on it personally. Mm. So, yeah, that makes sense. That's, that's crazy though, that, I mean, I think in even American stadiums, there are certain sections that are for, you know, certain supporters, like, you know, season ticket holders and, I don't even recall if there's like an away section for like certain stadiums. Cause even then you can get away with like sneaking an away supporter into like the home area sometimes. Like even when you're at UGA and then you just sneak in your friend from like Georgia tech into like the home <laughs> section. It's like, it's whatever. Like no one really cares. But if, I feel like if you're in England and then say you're at the Emirates and then you snuck a Tottenham fan into like the home section, that person would get beat up. <laughs> yeah, that, that person would not be able to get home for sure. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, that's so crazy. Yeah, I, it was like it was so interesting because like right after that that North London Derby game was over, there was a fight like right outside Jesus. the exit, and I was just like, oh I want to get back to get back <laughs> to where I'm staying without getting stabbed because like <laughs> oh they were gosh. filming Arsenal fan TV on on one <laughs> side and trying to cause a fight there, and then like there was another fight. It was just like, oh my god! Like this would never happen at Sanford. Oh my gosh, that's so crazy! <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy crap! But also, like, since you mentioned how hard it is to get a ticket, I can also see why fans can be so frustrated if the result doesn't really go their way because they went through all this effort just to get a ticket, and then just to see, like, maybe during like the Wenger era, or like I guess even during the the Emery era. If they see like a poor performance, they just get just absolutely frustrated and just go mad and even leave a like even leave the stadium before the game ends. I mean, I still wouldn't leave. I mean, I paid all that money just to. There's no way. Like I'm, I'm staying until the stewards kick me out, saying like I gotta go home. (laughs) Like even at like, I would say at American games or like UGA games in particular, the ones I'm thinking about. 
people just leave at halftime. <laughs> and I'm like, man, <laughs> I know tickets also probably aren't as expensive maybe in certain sections or like for certain people. But, you know, if it's like, it's like, ah, oh, it's too hot. And it's like, let's go. But for just tickets in general for England, I know you said you paid 400 for the away ticket for Tottenham at Wembley. You paid like the $45 or 45 pounds total for like the red membership and all of that. How much would you say on average, like a ticket is in England compared to like the US? So is it more or less about the same? Or like, do you know what it is for like locals even? Yeah, I think individually, they're they're about the same, especially for us, given that like, we can only use like the membership maybe once or twice. Mm-hmm. Um, I know with locals, if you're a season ticket holder, I mean, it comes out to like $50 a game, but you, you get the 19 home games. Um, and then on top of that, you get maybe four or five cup games. So you get 24 games maybe for about 40 to to 60 pounds, which is not that bad in my opinion. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, Atlanta United is is about $45 if you get a season ticket at the supported section. So, mm-hmm. so the fact that you're getting a higher quality game for about the same price, I think it, I think it's definitely worth it. Because uh, yeah, I know you can get like nosebleeds at Atlanta United for like 30 bucks, or like 20, like, yeah, mostly around 30, mm-hmm. maybe even 20, yeah, 30, 40. Yeah. Something but I also have heard like some friends go to like Selhurst Park and then they get a ticket like front row and it was like, oh, it's like 30 pounds. I'm like, what? How do you what? <laughs> so I'm also wondering about those situations, too, if you know anything about those, because I know like maybe even like a Watford game or like, you know, the smaller clubs in the Premier League that have like a smaller capacity how is there like a way that you know of to get those kind of tickets like those really close tickets for like that low of a price or is it just those are like more of like a fluke or just a good opportunity that just pops up um so again like all the all the clubs like categorize it by like a b or c categories so like for example if you're watching like a, a west ham crystal palace like that ticket is obviously going to be a lot cheaper than uh. than like uh like a Manchester City Manchester United game but like so for example um the face value of an Arsenal Manchester United game is 65 pounds and let me go ahead and do the math here um just to just to give you a context so that's $81 for the fifth row behind the goal in the 100th section $81 oh. Which is insane. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Because like, if you, if you, it, like, even if you're going to like any type of sporting event in the US, like you're at least paying close to like 160, 120, 140, depending on like the matchup to be in the 100 section. Yeah. Yeah. So like another game that I went to was the West Ham Newcastle. Like, I know, like weirdest, <laughs> like, like two mid table teams um, going at it. That was, I think, forty-five dollars for wow. for like a pretty good view in the hundredth section. Oh, that's not that's, bad. That's good. I take that because I don't know. For for me, it's just you're seeing a Premier League game. It's like that, like the highest tier of football in soccer, Europe. basically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not it's not an MLS game. Like MLS is, you know, getting a little bit better here and there, but it's not gonna be. It's like Miguel Amarone, he will be at that game, but he's not going to be like the carry. <laughs> it'll be like another, it'll be like a whole team of Amarone level people. It won't just be him and Joseph Martinez. 
but that's crazy. How's it? It's like almost the same price, but it is cheaper though in England. It's looking like. Yeah. So that brings me to like my question: Do you prefer that style of ticket system in England, or do you prefer the U.S. Bay like U.S. version of just it's basically a free for all and StubHub and like SeatGeek and all that? Which one is your preference, Cho? Oh man, if I'm a local, I definitely would go with the uh, the European system for mm-hmm. sure. Um, I think I think like U.S. tickets are are extremely overpriced overall. Like just the fact that like yeah. you're paying sixty dollars and then on top of that you have to pay Ticketmaster for like another twenty. It's like yeah, I might as cost- well as like do do the whole red membership where the club is still getting my money, but at least I'm getting like a membership card or like a membership scarf or like a membership information book or something like that. So I think like. I would, I would honestly prefer the European way, but there's no way like Arthur Blank would go. Oh yeah, like let's go ahead and adopt that and like make less money for sure. <laughs> <laughs> like demand, all these owners. No, but they, I, I definitely see like the U.S. version like has a point because you know even for like an NBA Finals game, I love doing this every year. I just go on Ticketmaster or StubHub and just check out tickets for the game, and literally like sitting courtside. You're like going into the thousand range sometimes if it's like a game seven, which is crazy. Paying like close to a thousand dollars for a ticket, which is insane. So to give you a comparison, I know the like the club seats at Arsenal when I did the stadium tour, what they told me was that it's five hundred pounds, which is about six hundred fifty dollars, seven hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. But you're the fact that you're able to get, um, so you're able to go into the stadium about two hours before the game starts, start dining out because they have a <laughs> michelin chef just cooking your meal like throughout the entire day game, and then like have another hour or two after the game is over like just enjoying like more food and like more alcohol i mean like the fact that you're only paying seven hundred dollars like that's that's crazy that's a good deal that's a really good deal so i'm saving seven hundred dollars from uh (laughs) (laughs) starting now starting now (laughs) I didn't get my stimulus because I'm a dependent, but <laughs> oh my gosh, this that's gonna age well. <laughs> stimulus in like a year, but oh yeah. my, this is a little bit of a segue. But I do know this is something that is kind of relevant for at least Cho's trip to Europe because I know he likes to go not only to London but also to see other stadiums if he can. And he has gone to other ones from, you know, Arsenal to Barcelona. And he has gone through like some of the processes of getting those tickets. So what would you like to say is like the difference between like an Eng- like buying a Champions League ticket to Barcelona versus like one, like a Premier League game to in England? Is there any difference or is there a difference actually? <laughs> I don't think there's that much of a difference. So I know when I got my Barcelona ticket, it was actually fairly straightforward. What you do is just like you go on the club website and you don't even need a membership. The moment like the tickets are are like on sale, you're able to just purchase them. Oh. And I, I actually thought that the Champions League game was reasonable. I mean, I only paid $120 in face value. Um, I was fourth row behind fourth or fifth row behind like the the Kurd Nord uh so like the North Stand supporters so like like row 12 13 that's where I was sitting and so wow yeah I thought it was a great deal um that's cool that's a really good deal 
and and the fact that like it's a like the Champions League and B like for for some stadiums like Barcelona like they're not able to sell out because like they have such a huge stadium it's just impossible so tickets will generally like go on like general sale so like you're able to find a lot more more tickets wow. that way oh wow so that's like American style then what I'm hearing for the Champions League at least yeah except like you don't pay any like processing fees like all I did was like pay Barcelona like 109 euros and that was the end all oh wow Nice. Dang, all those processing like hidden fees you see always it's like oh yeah this ticket is uh 90 and then you just and then after you go through like all like the processing everything it's like all right plus taxes plus service fee it's like blah, blah, blah. it is 150 it's like what the <laughs> yeah it's like the spanish inquisition it's like you don't really you know <laughs> expect the spanish inquisition wow that's actually insane so yeah Note to self, go to as many Champions League games as you can because they will be slightly, I guess, more reasonably priced. Mm-hmm. So you at, least it, at least in Madrid and Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me go ahead and say that. Because <laughs> they have such huge stadiums too. Like they're like, what is it? Like their capacities are what, like 90 plus? Yeah, 90 each plus. Each of them? It's, like yeah, crazy. it's insane. I think Barcelona is like 99,000. There's no way, like, there's no way they're filling up 99,000 people. In, in mm-hmm. Camp New, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, so like you know, obviously, like since we all are, you know, been to UGA, I'm still currently going there. I'm about to graduate soon. Um, but Sanford Stadium and a lot of college football stadiums are like a hundred, hundred thousand plus, hundred ten plus. Like you know, that's some of the bigger stadiums. Is there a reason why a lot of European clubs, like even a club like Manchester United, Liverpool, can't, you know, increase their capacity to that? you know to that number is it because there's just not enough space to do that or is it because more of like a tradition thing with those clubs that they just don't want to alter the stadium that's been in place for so long i think you hit the nail on the head i know um like for example chelsea's been trying to find a new stadium for about a decade or so uh Mm -hmm. but they're they're unable to because like london's so populated like a they got to find like the right location to build their stadium and they want to make sure like they're not moving too far away from their like current stadium is because you know supporters aren't going to be like oh like like teams can't move you know um <laughs> it's yeah and then two like there's like a little there's like a lot of like local like opposition whenever they try to expand i know with uh liverpool like they're trying to expand anfield but but it's kind of hard to because like a lot of like a lot of people that are residents that live right by Anfield don't want to, you know, obviously like don't want to get kicked out of their houses. So they have a lot of like opposition that way. I know when Arsenal was building the Emirates from what I've read, um, they had to jump through a lot of hoops. They had to like, for example, like re like renovate a lot of the tube stations around Arsenal, like make sure like they're pouring like millions of dollars into like investments around the local area to make sure like it's not going to die off um and oh. stuff like that so like mm-hmm. it's like a lot of cost prohibited things that way and plus like it's it's interesting because like with the u.s like if your if your team is like hey i'm going to leave like you can basically keep your city like hostage but like <laughs> in the uk like they're they're like like or anywhere else in europe i mean like those teams are so ingrained into the local culture. It's not like they can just like pack up and leave. And so like a lot of the cities have like 
the upper hand and like oh if you want to build a stadium then like your owner has to put in the money or like your team has to go ahead and finance it themselves oh that's interesting that's so different from the u.s which is like the owner can just like all right time to go like if the la rams for example were in st louis and the owner just like went ahead and just got up and left and used like taxpayer money and all that for that so that's pretty <laughs> interesting that's pretty interesting um but i was gonna ask real quickly what is it like witnessing the champions league anthem in person in real life like actually seeing the banner like flying around at the nighttime because we see it on tv and it just looks so cool but i couldn't imagine what it's like to witness that in person to be honest with you that night was so chilly i i don't even remember <laughs> the champions league anthem um what i do remember though is um so barcelona has their own um their their own anthem and so they they play it before every game and after every game and thankfully they display the lyrics like on the board because there's no way like i'm able to coherently sing in spanish <laughs> like the barcelona anthem oh my gosh that's like the dj ultimater or whatever they the they, alma mater the ultima <laughs> the ultima <laughs> it's like yes, final that, fantasy or something like that like right before every single game they always have it up and i never know what they're saying like they have the lyric and i it's in English. <laughs> I'm like, what are these? What are these lyrics? So every time that pops up, I just sing the Champions League anthem. <laughs> you were like, I will say though, it was interesting because a guy next to me was Hungarian, and like, I don't think he had any clue on like what the lyrics were either. And so he and I were just like clueless the first two lines, and realized, oh, like the lyrics are up there. Like, why aren't we just like reading off and like? trying to make sure we're pronouncing it as accurately as possible. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, at least you're in the Champions League game, so you can sing the Champions League song. <laughs> the Champions <laughs> That's all you need. Oh, That's actually a good segue to something I was wondering, where like the atmosphere at these stadiums are... I believe would be different in Europe than like an American stadium. Cause I feel like in whenever you watch a game or just like listen to just the background noise of like a FIFA match or something, it's always all these chants from different stadiums. Like in Liverpool, you'll hear you'll never walk alone at, you know, Emirates. You might hear certain chants or, you know, before with like Robin Van Persie and, you know, Santi Garzola. Oh, Robin Van Persie. Yeah, things like <laughs> that. But then you go to, like, say, a UGA game or a Lane United game. We have, like, set chants that are really short, in my opinion, or, like, you know, not as song-like. You don't really hear that many chants. You just hear, like, Georgia, and then you just hear, like, Bulldogs, like, little things like that. But you don't hear, like, full-on chants about, you know, Bobby Zamora. It's like... <laughs> It's usually more generic. So is there any, would you say, Cho, that would kind of exemplify like how different the atmosphere is in European games and like American? Yeah, I, I think, um, so imagine like when it, whenever UGA is on defense, you know how they're like get loud and yeah. try to make as much noise. Like imagine a little less noise, but, but constant throughout. And I would say that that defines a lot of of the passion that you you would typically get um i do think that the atmosphere is sometimes overrated though uh especially for arsenal so like it's like <laughs> it's dead quiet sometimes and like oh I, I swear i've i've heard more groans than actual like clapping and chanting um at the emirates um same with barcelona like 
Ooh, like, I, really? I just think it's, yeah, I think it's interesting, though, because, like, if they misplace one pass, like, like for some reason in Spain, and I read this, and, 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 and I think it's true, like, players won't kick it out for a throw-in because they think the throw-in is, like, such a sin <laughs> that, like, they'll do whatever it takes to keep it within the field. And so I remember this one clearance that PK did, and they started booing him. And I was just like, he did the right thing. I mean, like, they were about to <laughs> score if, you know, if he didn't clear it. But it, I, I just thought that was interesting. Like, they, they, they hold their team up to a higher, like, standard Stand. of, yeah, of, of, like, passing there. But, like, I think in terms of atmosphere, I actually think, like, the away team does a better job than the home team does, like, 90% Ooh. of the time. Wow. <laughs> I was not expecting that, actually. Yeah, that's, that's interesting. I was not, because, like, they, like, like you said, it may be, like, an overhyped thing, because definitely, like, on the TV broadcast we get here, it definitely seems like you can really hear the home support. And then, especially when you play FIFA, it seems like they just amplify the noise to make it seem like it's crazier than what it is. That's pretty interesting. Is it like some fake noise? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so what 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 I know is that um, they strategically place mics and then like for broadcast, like they'll go ahead and like purposely amp up like the home team mics um, just so that like you'll hear like the home teams. But then like when you're actually at the stadium, it's interesting, like, um, like with the West Ham game, like, I could hear the West Ham supporters a lot more than Arsenal supporters. And there were only about 10% of like West Ham supporters in that stadium compared to 90% of the stadium being Arsenal fans. Holy cow. Jeez. Is it quiet enough for you to hear the players and, shout? And like, no, hear... no, I was, I was way too far <laughs> up, but um, uh, for, at least for the West Ham game, uh, for the United game, I just thought it was, um, I thought it was interesting. Like how, like, David De Gea was telling, um, I think it was like Paul Pogba during a corner, like make sure like you're marking someone. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> <Tell the fan laughs> there, mate. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> you can hear that. That's wild. Wow, that's, that's crazy. Know. Yeah. <laughs> it was gonna ask like so when the atmosphere does get very toxic like that. Obviously, you don't have to repeat anything like that was very vulgar. But like, how vulgar and like how bad does it get? Because we know at like a UGA game since we've been in the student section, like we know like sometimes people can get a little riled up. But I figured in Europe, like it definitely gets a lot worse in terms of like how much like you know if the team is performing really badly, how bad it can get out there. Yeah, I think um there there were two chants uh, during the North London Derby that I didn't want to chant along with one was uh, a, a pretty racist chant of like oh, against gosh. like son of men and i was just like there's no way i'm doing that as a korean oh yes my gosh. um and then another chant was um so before spurs got pretty good um you know how they were playing in europa um mm-hmm. and so there was this one chant about um spurs fans getting stabbed in 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 rome by lazio fans and i was just like i i don't think i can condone that oh my god jeez that is ridiculous very vivacious oh. <laughs> you all you hear from like ug again is just like f you ref <laughs> yeah, no, i wish that were the case but like i just think i just think in terms of cursing uga games are so much tame yeah compared wow. to that's wild <laughs> That's crazy. Well, usually, usually games is like half of it is like just a bunch of college kids. <laughs> this is like drunk. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good question too. How? So you know, everyone's usually singing and all that, but 
I feel like a lot of people in the U.S. usually don't get loose unless they're like drunk. How many people in the stadiums in Europe do you feel like are drunk or anything like that? Do you feel like everyone walks in? Like, or the fans. <laughs> yeah. I think I think they all get drunk before the game starts. <laughs> like that's just a given. Um, I know uh, with a few stadiums in the UK, like you can't take beer back to your seat. Mm-hmm. So oh. a lot of people will chug oh, really it before before they walk back out. Holy crap. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so do they have guys, do they have like those little, the vendors, like, you know, if you go to like an NBA game or NFL game, they just have people like going up and down the aisles, like popcorn, got beer. Yeah, no, like, no vendors. Like all you do is like you go wow. back, you go back, you know, like it's like your typical stadium, like concession. You just got gotcha. your, your stewards just walking around. <laughs> <laughs> Oi, mate, here. <laughs> um, I always see those stewards at the very end of the game just laying down. <laughs> it's like, is that... I, that's not really a question. It's just something I see as an observation where it's like they're always laid down in the same position. Like, um, like, you know, in Titanic, when they're when Jack is like drawing. <laughs> oh, my God. I, maybe like, that's just I, Anfield. I don't know. It's like <laughs> I see it every time in like the 90th minute. It's just all the stewards line up along the entire perimeter of the field. You know, to, I guess not to block view. but It's just like, why are they posi- why are they laying down like that? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, they can like you know sit up <laughs> not to be like laying down in that kind of position but that's kind of insane what what is like do you have any like pre-game eats like what's your favorite pre-game meal before a before a game in europe uh, i think i think well i mean this is this was just my second time but i i know this is going to be a tradition every time i go back but um there's a place called um Pybury that's like nearby the Ooh. stadium that's only open um open on game days or or match days as they call it and so um the pies are named after former arsenal legends um so for <laughs> example like um i think there's one like uh where it's like the non like it, it's named after dennis Bergkamp, and i just thought that was Ooh. so interesting and so um so that's where i'll go um but my usual tradition is um i'll do a lap around the stadium um before like two hours before the game starts just to just to get like a a good um feel of of like the atmosphere mm-hmm. um because people are like typically optimistic and then what i'll do is <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh let's see how many times david louise and you know uh mustafi are going to pass to one another you know like that's definitely not what people want on their minds two hours before the match starts um so yeah i'll do i'll do a lap around the stadium just like walking around like just just reading through all the all the the bios of of the 23 legends that's like painted onto the stadium and then after that what i'll do is i'll go to highbury um which was like the former stadium of arsenal like it's redeveloped into a condo um complex but they still have the the east side up and so um i'll go and and just like which it's only like a five minute walk from the stadium so it's not too bad so what i'll do is i'll i'll walk to where highbury was like walk around make sure like getting a really good feeling and and so far it's been great um walk back to the arsenal station um so fun fact arsenal is the only team in the world with with a subway station named after them um i just thought that was interesting Ooh, that's pretty cool next stop arsenal <laughs> yeah yeah that's next what they say it, it's so cool it's like 
oh, like, oh, you're stopping at, like, Arsenal. Oh, that's so cool. And then you walk out, and then, like, two minutes away from you is is the uh, is the Emirates Stadium. I mean, that's a lot better than, like, MARTA, which is the subway <laughs> station in, in Atlanta. It's just like, where's Bobby Dodd in Atlanta? And it's like, North Avenue. It's like, is that it? <laughs> or, the, or the Midtown. <laughs> Midtown or stop. Like, which one is it? Georgia World Congress Center. And you're just like, wait, this is where Mercedes-Benz is? Or this is the real name of the Mercedes-Benz? And it's like, no, like, this is just another thing. No. <laughs> Welcome to Five Points. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> That ain't it. Oh my gosh. That's cool though, actually. So you have like a whole like little mini tradition that you made for yourself, basically, for every time you go to Arsenal. And is this something you're going to do like every year you feel for like the rest of your life? As much as I possibly can. Yeah. I mean, I think um, if I can find a good flight deal and there's always like good flight deals, you just have to like really look through them. Um, Yeah, I, I definitely want to go back. Um, I think with the nature of my job, it's it's definitely been easier in that like I'm like back when we were all allowed to travel, like I was racking up a lot of miles, like some hotel points, you know, um, to where like instead of say paying for like an Airbnb, I can go ahead and get like a hotel room and not worry about it. Oh. But Dang. I'm once once the whole COVID thing is over and like there's like a vaccine and like it's safe to travel again, I definitely do want to go back um hopefully just more than the emirates this time there's like a whole list of stadiums that i want to visit before before i turn like 35 so i want to make sure Ooh, like wait, I, why I 35 do <laughs> i don't know i feel like once i settle down it's going to be a little harder and i, I think hopefully like knock on wood like I'll, I'll be settled by like i'm 35 so nah if anything whoever you settle down with is gonna go on all these trips it's like you know what I want to go to. This. Yeah, I think I'm gonna make them go. You know, like yeah. even if they're not fans, I'm just gonna be like, "Hey, do you want to go to London?" And then like sneak in an extra Arsenal ticket. Yeah, it's <laughs> like, it's like, honey, we're going to the San Siro. What? <laughs> Pack your bags. <laughs> that's, we're going that's to Milan. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Well, not to, like, visit the city, just to go watch the AC Milan Inter Milan game. It's like, wait, what? <laughs> Hopefully they'll be down for that, if anything. That's that's the the rule, Cho. <laughs> so, I came, like so I actually came so close to getting that ticket. Um, um, I was in Italy, like, the last three days of my spring break trip. And if I'd extended out for another day, um, then I would have been able to go and watch that game. I think it was only, like, $80, too. So I was... No I have, way. Like, major regrets of not going. Well, I mean, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> the Milan Derby, I'll say that. But that's still an insane atmosphere that I would want to be in, even though, you know, atmosphere is kind of... I feel like on Derby days, it might be a little different, probably. You see a lot of flares going off. <laughs> yeah, have you guys seen that photo of, um? I think it's, like, Matarazzi and, like, Rui Costa, like, just, like, standing together while there's, like, flares, like, all around? Yeah. Oh How do you even get those in? Because I know, you know, at LA United, there's like American metal detectors and yeah, like clear bag like policy. Clear bag policy at Sanford Stadium. It's like, oh, you can't bring that in. It's like, what is that? Water bottle? Is it opened? No. <laughs> it's like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. I, the most crazy thing I snuck in was like an Xbox controller. How? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> I showed them the controller and they're like, is a controller? I'm like, yeah. It's like, oh, whatever. <laughs> I think that would in, be but... a good celebration, actually. That'd be yeah. so funny if, like, say, like, 
football season happens, you know, and then Jamin Newman, like, throws a pass, and then, like, once he throws a pass, he just, like, takes out, like, a PS4 or, like, an Xbox controller and just, like, pretends as if, like, he's playing, you know, Madden or, like, NCAA. I think that would be a legendary, like, celebration. Oh, how would they recreate that in the game? (laughs) (laughs) They'd be like, wait, this is, like, Inception. (laughs) That's wild, though. So, like, when you're getting into the Emirates or, like, the Camp No, how was it? Like, did you just you just show, like, some steward a ticket and it's like, all right, go in? <laughs> but, or was it, like, a whole security process? I mean, almost. I mean, what they do is, like, like each gate has, like, a steward, of course. But, like, they'll go ahead and, like, lightly pat you down. And then you're oh, good okay. to go. And oh. so it's just, like, <laughs> you could theoretically like i don't recommend doing this because you're in another country but like you could like technically have like something dangerous like within your jacket that's like padded like you have to open up your jacket to show like what you have like underneath but like Mm -hmm. you know if it's like very like very much like hidden and padded like there's no way they're going to catch you and i'm scary (laughs) i'm not condoning like your listeners or like anyone (laughs) who's thinking about going to like take a knife or a gun but like that is possible and unfortunately Jeez. that has happened oh um, my gosh thankfully like with a lot of games like it's, at least domestically um it's a lot more safe like internationally like if you were to like say like a Lazio game like I know like there's been cases where fans will be hospitalized and so like oh highly gosh. don't recommend that uh, that's scary oh my gosh that's like because like the flare that's the only thing i can think of for now it's like that i visually see on tv i don't see people like throwing knives (laughs) dude people are throwing quarters at players crazy oh i see batteries yeah that's actually insane oh my gosh but well you can see that's the the crazy side of some of the games but i'm glad cho you haven't seen any of that so far i don't think yeah and that's (laughs) i would say more rare in like I guess England. I mean, again, like I think my experience was fairly, fairly nice, and I I, I think I might have a little bit of a bias as a tourist, but <laughs> I mean, like you you hear stories like Mesut Ozil like almost getting robbed, you know, like I yeah oh yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't really take that into account, but like if that happened to me like the first time, I don't think I would have ever gone back. Oh my gosh. Well, Jeez. next time we just got to keep going to Sayed Klosniak. <laughs> Every time. Oh, oh man. Gosh. So I'm um, taking all this into account. All right. So we, you were an arch member when you were at UGA. If anybody doesn't know, an arch member is basically like the highest, I guess. How would you no. describe it? Like, we're, 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 we're just representatives of the university. Okay. That's about it. Like, I don't think, I don't think. You have some prestige when it comes to the student body, though. A lot of student body, like, when you put on that blazer, a lot of the student body's like, yo, those are the people to look up to, if you're a freshman, at least. Yeah. Before, before Cho gets into it, this, the Arch Society, at least at UGA games, they always sit in a certain area, usually like the front, and they're always in, like, full suit with, like, a little patch with that says Arch Society. And, like, everyone, and they're always, like, at one point on camera for, like, national TV or something like that, so... Even though Cho might not say they're like leaders, <laughs> they, they're a lot. They're what a lot of people look up to. So like Cho's, yeah. Cho's pretty big. Oh God, no, I big, hope not. Big guy. <laughs> so knowing that you're basically in the front row of pretty much like almost every UGA football game um, since you've been an Arch member. Um, so what 
like how would you compare the experience in terms of like which one is better a Saturday night at Sanford Stadium or a night game at the Emirates or just a normal like Premier League game at the Emirates um it, it, I think it depends like as a night game like are we talking like the Notre Dame game or are we talking let's like... say Notre Dame let's say Notre Dame the big like one of the biggest games in Sanford Stadium history well I would say I would say Notre Dame um mm. I'm not gonna lie to you, like that that Arsenal Manchester United game was so fun, um, <laughs> but I I think it's different in that like I have a personal connection with UGA, mm-hmm. and just the fact that like it was like the biggest game, in my opinion, that Sanford's had in a long time. Like I I think that made it more special. Gotcha. But I think if like if you're talking about say like the Champions League at the Emirates, I would I would I would go with the emirates and that like i i also think that's like one of those like once in a lifetime things so mm. yeah so it's very consultant-esque in that the answer depends <laughs> yeah no i mean definitely um i i will say though um yeah i mean like i've i've had a lot of great experience at sanford i'm pretty sure you guys have also so um but but I think like every man for themselves. Like if you guys went to say like Old Trafford or or Anfield, I'm pretty sure. Like if you went to the man, like say for Old Trafford, you went to Man City, Man United, and Man United beat Man City three 0 You know. Yeah. You would you would go absolutely nuts, and I think that would be like one of your top five life moments. You know, just being there in person. Hmm. Um. So I think I think like. I think it's like one of those things where like you'll like always look back fondly, but I will definitely say, I think a night game at UGA has been a lot more fun. Cause like, there's been times where like at the Emirates, like again, like it's been so quiet. Like I, it's just like, I could definitely study there if I want to. <laughs> you could study there. Noise canceling headphones. <laughs> grab a nice seat. <laughs> and you just realize they weren't on the whole time. It's like, Oh, <laughs> you can hear Mikel Arteta yelling at Mustafi. He's like, "Oh, I might. <laughs> oh, mate! <laughs> oh, again! <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, man! Um, but you Tyler, know, you're like Mustafi haters, <laughs> or just I don't hate Mustafi. Actually, I think I think he's a great player, just like like not utilized correctly. Hmm. That's a uh, Interesting take. I want to say hot take, but interesting. Because yeah. he was a good player before Arsenal. Like, he was on... At Valencia. Yeah, at Valencia. And he was doing, war like, wonders for, like, the German national team. So that's why when he went to Arsenal, it was like... It looked big. But then once he was there, it's like, oh, man. <laughs> it's like, what is what is happening to this man? Huh. It's just... Ugh. <laughs> we mentioned him at least once an episode, I feel. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Somebody at this somehow, point. It's like... And, and David Luiz. And David Luiz. <laughs> we're not oh even Arsenal just like they just pop up they're just like it's Socrates Socrates sometimes too he'll get thrown in there as well <laughs> you guys are just calling out the back four like I, I mean rightfully so it doesn't even have to be about Arsenal it's just like yeah we're just talking about like a Chelsea game it's like oh yeah at least he didn't pull uh, <laughs> like, David Luiz oh yeah. <laughs> oh man but it's starting to get around that time. But yeah, I, I was gonna ask Tyler, do you have any any more like final questions for Cho? Yeah, I think a good final question is what Cho is your next trip if you have one in mind? 
and what what because I know you did have a list so like of certain stadiums and I have seen this list before so you know if you do have any off the top of your head that you do want to like talk about or that you might have for the next time you go to Europe when all this corona stuff is over what is your plan man oh man <laughs> oh that's a great question what a what a what a question to end this podcast too ah oh. wherever you go I'm going to. <laughs> Wait, are you serious? Yeah, I'll go. <laughs> oh, if that's the case, um, I definitely don't. I think I think we're gonna have to like split up halfway, Tyler. I I, I definitely want to save Anfield for another time, but mm-hmm. I oh. definitely think you should go. Like your first trip to Europe, definitely go. You know. All right. Um, but uh, I would say if I were to, uh, how long are we talking about here? Like, how long do you usually go for? I mean, I mean, this past time I went for four days, and then like the first time I went, it was like eighteen days broken up into like four cities. Let's let's so. let's meet in the middle. Let's go two weeks. <laughs> okay, two weeks. Uh, <laughs> four days or eighteen? It's like, hmm. <laughs> let's see, two weeks. Let's see. I would definitely, obviously, would have to go to the Emirates again. Like, at this point, it's like a a ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's say say that takes three days. So I have eleven days left. Um, I would definitely want to go to Ajax. Ooh, that'd be a fun one. Um, I've been told like tickets are pretty cheap, considerably. So definitely want to go. Um, and then and then in Spain, I I want to visit um San Mames, which is uh. The Bilbao. Athletic Bilbao Stadium, and then the Wanda uh, Metropolitano. Ooh, yes, that one's wild. I see. Athletics. It looks like a EDM festival. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 game for any 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 match that that has a great atmosphere. Like I definitely want to go to. So like Athletic Bilbao is like crazy because of the fact that like all their players are like. Like boss, yeah, I think that's insane. And then athletic, like Atletico Madrid, has like a a huge like supporter section. Um, and then like to top it off, I think I would want to end that uh Sevilla. I have a Hmm. I have a friend who's from Seville, and I think her family are season ticket holders. So definitely want to want to make that trip. So I would do like a do do like london and then amsterdam and then try to find my way to madrid um and then take a train up to bilbao come back and then go all the way down to uh seville okay nice. so it looks like i'm gonna be going to all these places <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean i mean spain is gorgeous the food is great um the people are nice um you know like a lot of a lot of technical players have come out of spain you know so have no complaints like like i know i know you didn't ask this question tyler but like i just want to like pepper it pepper this in but like i think like right now like my favorite chant has to be danny ceballos um (laughs) what just danny wait what's the chant you gotta say it now (laughs) so so danny ceballos's chant at least at arsenal is like oh danny ceballos he he drinks Estrella. He eats paella. The boy's fucking magic, and I just I just think that's hilarious. <laughs> he drinks Estrella. 
Paella. Oh my. I need to eat one of those. All right. Show you have convinced me. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, I mean, like, you know, that's where Cazola's from. That's where Juan Mata's from. That's where I'm trying to from think. From Seville? Seville? No, no, I mean, just like Spain in general. I know. Oh, I th- okay. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know Ceballos is from the Seville area because I know he was from the uh, the uh, Real uh, Betis Academy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then who is it? Who who is that left back that played for Liverpool? Uh, Jose Moreno. Moreno. Oh. oh, Moreno. Oh my gosh, there's been a lot of like Spanish left backs. Yeah, and there's also Riera. And then wait, uh, who's that Enrique guy? Uh, oh, Jose Enrique. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot. I feel like they always like to go for those Spanish left backs, and then they finally got Robert <laughs> or Scottish, and it's like, oh, oh yeah, here we go. Now, now we're talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I definitely like Sabio's chant has won me over. Like that's why that's that's like one of the main reasons why I want him to stay, just so that like the next time I go back, hopefully he's still with the team, and like you know, on, like people are people are chanting that he's on loan right now, right? Yeah, yeah, he's he's there, and and who knows with with the coronavirus, like what will happen? But oh yeah, how's that gonna work? It's like you loan for a year. Is that like a strict year, or is that just till the season's over? It's very interesting questions that we still gotta figure out because I know that the Premier League teams, at least from like certain sources, they do want to try to finish out the rest of the season like as their main priority because not only would say like Liverpool still need to you know complete the season to get the title but also certain teams i feel like more importantly that are in the relegation zone and trying to also place for and other teams are trying to place for european cup spaces and spots they still need to like finish the placement and seedings for those because for yeah. right now there's certain teams that are like in that relegation zone that can for sure get out and there's certain teams that are not in these champions league europa league spots that can for sure get in so mm-hmm. i think they're still going to continue so who knows, Cho, maybe the next time you go to Europe, you'll see him still on loan. <laughs> I hope so, man. I mean, when I when I heard that chant in real life, I was just like, this is so perfect. This is amazing. Hopefully <laughs> we'll be able to get some more back and bring him to the pod. More of these chants and then <laughs> more, more singing. This is the first time we've had at least a chant or a song or someone singing on the podcast. So there's there a first for everything. First for everything, a lot. <laughs> so I have a question for you guys. Like, what is your oh, yeah. your favorite club chance at, at at Liverpool and Manchester United? Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> well, the ones that I know of, um, because I don't know, I think one of my favorite ones is like um it's like they're the one it's like uh it's like you are it's like uh how does it go? Uh you it's like you are kidding me united are the team for me but it goes like follows that um and it goes like city why won't you fuck off too (laughs) (laughs) wow and they do that like they just repeat like they just keep singing that like they say they um i remember one time when they won the title they started singing that in the locker room so i was like that's that's one of my favorites i would say (laughs) it's a funny one not gonna lie, I don't really know too many because, like, when you watch on TV, which is like predominantly what I do, you don't really hear the chants. All you can hear is like, "You'll never walk alone." So that's like the main thing I usually sing or like just yell during games. Tyler's like, in front of his TV holding his scarf. Yeah, holding my scarf. Do you, do my you not yell Mo Salah? Like, yeah, I mean, the Mo song Salah. for that is really just him, just his his 
name repeated over and over. Mo Salah. Mo Salah. Mo Salah. <laughs> At some point, you just say Mo Salad as a joke just to like change up the lyrics. I mean, I think I think just saying a player's name is a lot better than like Chelsea. I mean, I think it's funny that like all like all like whenever you watch like a Chelsea game, they'll be like Chelsea, 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 and it's just like I feel bad. (laughs) Like imagine if you were actually named Chelsea, and you know you're at a Chelsea match, or or, you're gonna be like, why are they like saying my name? (laughs) It's like man, everyone knew I was coming. (laughs) <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, this is a random tangent, but every time you meet someone named Chelsea now, does that like just ring different now because of like just the Chelsea club? It's like, oh man, <laughs> I don't man. know why, but it's just like something about you I just don't like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what? Why? <laughs> it's like, uh, it's hard to explain. It's just like deeply ingrained. <laughs> just with just with the name, <laughs> it's not you. It's just the name <laughs> just that club just that, that club, club. <laughs> well, i'm gonna name my kid like brentford then so, like, <laughs> if they ever go to england they're gonna be like why were you named brentford and then i'm, I'm just going to pull this podcast back up and just go yep, this is why i named you brentford and then his middle name is Gillingham. <laughs> you'd be like hey, oh name, god <laughs> yeah. you have to change your last name show <laughs> what should i change it to what the heck salford <laughs> salford city it's my road Sal- to glory team right now wow <laughs> are they salford on fifa yeah. yeah they're on they're in league two they start off in league two i'm in league one right now are you salford. guys um do you guys play fm football manager no no i don't i don't play football manager unfortunately okay i heard it's really good though yeah don't don't get don't get too invested um <laughs> god like i mean that's how you know like the next like five wonder kids i i remember like when before like mabop or mabape i i mbappe yeah mbappe was before he went to like before he broke out um like everyone was like oh he's gonna be the next like wonder kid you know like based on fm Mm -hmm. (laughs) but then like there there's so many stars like um that were great like on fm and then like would never actually make it in real life and i was just so sad do like Martial? Oh. <laughs> hey, oh, no, come on! No, Martial still has man. time. He's getting his. He has some moments. He's just not Keita, man. Keita. Keita is just. He's Nabby, Nabby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Every every team has that one kid. He's like, oh man, he was supposed to be the one. <laughs> oh god, one. Jack Wilshire. Jack Wilshire. Oh, Jackie boy. Dude, now, man, we're just ending on like a like a sad moment. Yeah, like yeah. Let's let's un- let's end on a happy note. Yeah, all this fulfilled, all this unfilled potential. Just, <laughs> <laughs> but but but, but like but like I don't know. Like, who are some of your players that like you know that you wanted them to succeed and actually did? Like coming mm-hmm. to the club since you Ooh. started supporting. Coming to the club. I would say Trent, honestly, because we were just lacking the fullback so much, and I was like please just someone from the academy just come through like like steven jarrod or something and then just carry and then like trent alexander arnold being from west derby in liverpool he was like a local lad who now is like literally one of the best right backs if not the best right back in the world and just i feel like he's gonna be a captain one day he just literally has all like the like all the tracks going towards that way and he's just insane maybe like people are even saying he's good enough to like just play not only right back but like midfield because he's just so versatile Dude, watch out for um barcelona 
once, uh, <laughs> once I need a new right back. They're going to be car calling. taking quickly. <laughs> <laughs> um, for me, I would say Marcus Rashford. Dude, the guy's just like, he. it's so sad that he got injured when he did because he was like literally breaking out this season and like finally um, starting to score like consistently with goals and creating assists. And he's just got, he's got those five-star skill moves. Like he's pretty much done like an elastico like so many times during the game. Like he just does things that you wouldn't expect someone to do. Like he's just got like the flair, the skills. Um, he needs to focus a little bit more on like maybe his composure, getting a little bit better at finishing. But I mean, for me, he's just like, He's just so fun to watch. I can't believe he's one of our own, as they would say. Ooh. Man, you, I, I remember his first game against Arsenal. I was just like, who geez, is this kid? <laughs> At the end of it all, I was just like, I never want to see him ever again. He <laughs> scored against Liverpool, too. I was like, this kid, please. He scored a brace against Liverpool, too. It's I know. Crazy. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, only us? <laughs> <laughs> and he's one of the nicest players that United has, so it's not like I can hate I on him. Oh, yeah. He literally doesn't do anything wrong. <laughs> oh my gosh! What about you, Cho? What what what's your take? Oh man! So right now it's got to be Bukayo Saka for sure. Ooh, I like him. Um, and then I would say I'd say I don't think he really counts, but but um, uh, Hector uh, Bayerin. Bayerin. Yeah. I, I mean, he Plus came he came color. when he was like sixteen, so I don't think he really counts as a youth. If you if you ever hear him talk, like he he's like acclimated so well to like the English language that he literally sounds like he's from England. Like his but, accent, but like he has that like that Spanish twist like to it, and yeah. I just think yeah. it's so interesting. Mm-hmm. He um, sounds like so natural too. How do you but even yeah, recreate that? <laughs> it's like I mean, live in Barcelona for sixteen years, move to London, and then I guess like that's how you get it. I guess <laughs> that's, a, that's a wild accent. If you have if the listeners, if you haven't heard. Hector Bellerin speak before, just YouTube it. It's crazy. It's mm-hmm. like, what? <laughs> you wouldn't expect that from him. Ooh, do you think uh, Pepe, you think he's a flop? No, 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 not at all. Um, I think, give him, an, uh, I, I give him another season. I think that's the problem with modern fans. Is like, hey, like, you're, you're given 10 games, and if you don't score, you're basically done for. I think that's mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I think that's a problem. Like, Thierry Henry didn't score, like, the first seven games that he started. And then, like, He's, you know, like the top goal scorer for Arsenal. But you never would have expected that, I think, if you were, you know, if you saw Thierry Henry when he first started and you were like, oh, like he's had a goal drought for seven games. Like there's no way this this guy's going to score 228 goals, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think, like I, think, <laughs> I think Pepe's done well. Um, I do think that because of the way that Emery played until – november and then with like an interim manager in youngberg as like as as much as i like youngberg i don't think i don't think like the club should have done him like that to where he was coaching for like two months um Mm -hmm. and then i think like arteta's done well overall with with the way that like he's trying to set up arsenal right now Mm -hmm. um and i think next year is going to be the season where i think pepe should be more judged um, I think he's like one of the best, if not the best, skillful player that Arsenal has right now. Um, mm-hmm. I just think it's frustrating though because like the way that like Pepe's done well at uh, at League One the previous season is um, from what I've seen and like analyzed is that you need like a right back who's willing to make runs so that that he gets more space and then 
um, that right back should also be able to track back so that like Pepe doesn't have to do as much defensive work as he should. But with the way that like the injury crisis has been with with Baron being out and then Chambers going down um, and then Socrates playing right back like occasionally, I don't think he's had the proper support on the wings. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think with with like a lot of the recoveries and like hopefully Baron getting back his like top speed and like his form back. I think that's when you're going to see like the the next level of Pepe. Oh, snap. Jeez. Dude, even you, like uh, <laughs> the Arsenal fans, look out for Pepe. You heard it from uh, expert analyst Cho. <laughs> Cho right here. Cho the man. Cho the <laughs> Arsenal fan since 2010. There you go. And also, I mean, like, I'm already a little scared of Pepe because he dribbled past Van Dyke. I'm like, oh, my. yeah, he almost scored, right? I mean, if yeah. he didn't hit the post, I think, I think that game would have turned out differently. I was like, oh gosh, <laughs> this dude. He just, it was like, oh yeah, Van Dyke hasn't been dribbled past in like 70 games, and all of a sudden, just Pepe is like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> he just goes by. He's Man. a fun player to watch. I think what you don't see, like on tv but you see in real life is like how fast these players actually are it's like like i don't think i'd be like i i think i um gave tyler this question last week oh yeah um, actually that is a good thing to mention so for the last episode we had the q a and cho was the last question and his question cho if you like to kind of like give a synopsis of it yeah, so basically you're given 20 minutes a game uh, and, you know, you have the entire season, which is 38 games, um, to score one goal and give one assist. Um, you know, like, your your team doesn't know why you're there, just that you're there and you get 20 minutes and you're, like, subbed on or, like, you start for 20 minutes. Um, but you basically have to score one and assist one. And if you do, if you do both before the before the season is over... Uh, you're given a five-year contract. If not, you know, like at the end of the season, you're you're like led to your death by like a thousand soccer shots by your favorite player. And so, like, would you would you take that deal? Was was my question. And I think Tyler said yes. Um, <laughs> both, based on our we both said yes. <laughs> I I just think that's insane. Like, I mean, imagine if I I don't know. I don't like how would. I think it's likely for Tyler and like if he was playing like the Firmino role, like all he has to do is like somehow flick it to like Salah and then like host score and then like just take a penalty. But then like for me, like who am I going to take over? Like I don't want to <laughs> take Lacazette's spot. Like I don't want to be the guy who like drops all the way down just to not get an assist. I can't take <laughs> no. a Yang spot because I'm not fast enough. <laughs> Yeah, same for me. Like with United, like I can't take Rashford's spot because I don't have enough. I don't. Have, I don't know any skill moves. Like <laughs> I can't drill past anyone. I can't just like hold up the ball. You know. Dude, so I'm telling you, all you have to do is just play the chicharito role on whatever team you're on and just sit in the penalty box the entire game. <laughs> it's just like playing, you know, ten versus eleven. Ten like, versus eleven, you're... but it's okay. No matter what, your team's going to be trying to score anyway. So it'd be like, all right, I can just get a cherry pick or, you know, cross in a corner or something. I don't, I don't know. know. And then teams, players to hate me, though. <laughs> I mean, how about this? If you if you go out and, you know, you don't you don't succeed and then you, you get killed from the, the soccer shots, then at least on your tombstone, you have something cool to have instead of like, oh, man, died of 
heart disease. <laughs> it's like, oh. instead, it's like this one died of soccer shots. What does that even mean? <laughs> it's like that'd be my way to go at least, and then you won't have to deal with all the, the old age and all that. I don't know. I'm a little crazy. <laughs> yeah, that uh, that seems like a good uh, a good point to end on because we are now <laughs> reaching to like an hour twenty minute. Mark. Also, now our <laughs> longest podcast. Yes, <laughs> so. I, I believe so. I believe so. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think that would be a good point to wrap up on. But yeah, that was a very interesting episode. Thank you so much, Cho, for joining us. Um, and it was a really fun, fun episode. It was fun to like getting to talk to you, get to answer all these questions. And our viewers now have a much better insight about what it's like to actually go to Europe and get tickets there, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. we definitely, me and Tyler, are pretty grateful for that. But yeah. yeah. Make sure you guys uh, like, comment, subscribe. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. Also, check out our YouTube page, The Premier Pod. Um, follow us on there. You know, subscribe, like our latest video. A, a video won't be coming out this week just because it's a little bit tough with logistics with three people. But expect more videos in the future. But yeah, I think that kind of wraps up episode 71 for us. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks for having me. Hey. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Hopefully, <laughs> we'll have him back for the follow-up. Yes. Go to Europe. <laughs> yes. I'm down. Hopefully a special pod in Europe. There outside the outside the gates. We'll be taking over Arsenal fan TV. Oh my gosh. You heard it here. <laughs> but anyways, thank you guys so much for listening. Peace. Peace.